Welcome to the Arbor Vitae podcast promoting virtue in woodworking. I'm Adam Taylor, one of your co-hosts, and today I am very happy to sit down and talk with Joseph Tyler of Furnished by Frasati on Instagram and uh, an Etsy business, I believe, as well. Um, Joseph, welcome, and, and thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, thank you for uh, having me. I was a little shocked when I uh, heard you guys wanted to have me on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think all of our uh, listeners hopefully will be aware of the fact that uh, you were our featured craftsman for episode six, um, in which we talked about family and charity. And um, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on is uh, both Jonathan and I have followed you on Instagram for a while now, um, which is awesome. It, we always say that one of the best things about doing this podcast is the connections that we've been able to make over social media that kind of then spill into real life, you know? Um, and so we've seen you post about your family and about your, you know, your business and everything. And we just thought that your perspective would be something that not only interests us, but also our listeners. Um, and in a way that, you know, Jonathan and I can't necessarily talk about because we don't have, you know, businesses and family, uh, together. So, um, if you don't mind, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Okay. Yeah. Um, a uh, stay-at-home father. Uh, first of all, my name is Joseph. Uh, Joseph Tyler. Versace is not my real name. It's, okay. <laughs> uh, it's actually a lot of people ask me, "Where does the name come from?" And um, it's actually my uh, Catholic name. And I'll, I'll kind of get into that a little bit later. Um, awesome. So Versace is not my real name, but uh, I'm a stay-at-home father. That's my full-time job, if you will. Okay. Sure. Uh, and so. Woodworking is kind of my part-time thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I have uh, my wife and I. We have two daughters, and um, and it's kind of a secret that we have one on the way. Oh, awesome! Congratulations. Just, thank you. We just found out. <laughs> so we told some family, but it's it's leaked here. <laughs> oh my gosh! You heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. Arbor Vitae. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. uh, for our listeners' sake, we're recording this on uh, on December 29th. Um, and so uh, it's, you know, it's it's a good, nice Christmas present for you. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you're aware of this or anybody else's, but Christmas is, you know, the 25th is my birthday. Oh, so, awesome. Well, happy birthday as well. Thank you. It was, um, it was a good, good time. Good birthday. Excellent. Yeah, well, you, you share a birthday with our Lord, so that's uh, yeah. also pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It, it, uh, it wasn't always my favorite um, holiday of the year or birthday, I guess I should say, but I'm getting older and right. I, I enjoy it more often. <laughs> that's cool. Once having to combine presents goes away, you know, you don't mind that as much anymore. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you're young, you just don't see it. That's awesome. <laughs> You and your wife have two daughters, right? And then one on the way. Yes. Um, how old are your daughters? Uh, my oldest, Aurora, is just over two. She's actually okay. two in about five months. And um, our second our second daughter, Estelle, she is she will be five months on January 5th. So. Okay, cool. Awesome. I Oh, my gosh. I have to say I love the names that oh, you thank guys you. have chosen. That's awesome. Aurora meaning dawn, right? And then uh, exactly. Estelle meaning the star. So great, yes. great. 
Uh, now, I I have to ask, and I'm sorry if this is a little inside baseball, um, you know, for our for our non-Catholic listeners, but are they both references to Our Lady, or was that just a coincidence? <laughs> that is a coincidence, yeah, no. Okay. Right. It is a coincidence. <laughs> Awesome, awesome, cool. Okay, <laughs> well, it's a happy coincidence then. Um, yeah, that's great. Awesome. Well, be- be- beautiful daughters. We've seen them on uh, on Instagram from time Thank to time, you. and uh, so excellent. That's that's awesome. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. So, uh, so Joseph, how did you get into woodworking, and and how long have you been doing it? Okay, so woodworking specifically, I've only been doing it for about two years. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And it's, I've been doing, I've been a DIYer uh, pretty much all my life. Um, I come from a family of a single mom with six kids. Uh, oh my goodness. I, yeah, I have three brothers and two sisters. And so needless to say, we weren't the most uh, wealthiest family. And so mm-hmm. if things around the house needed to get done, it was pretty much up to us. So, you know, I'm, Picked up my skills doing that. But uh, okay. woodworking, woodworking, um, honestly, I didn't even know what a table saw was or a bandsaw, a joint jerk. I didn't know what these things were until about two years ago. Uh, oh, wow. I, I didn't take wood shop in high school. And uh, so, yeah. And how I got into that was when I started staying at home with our daughter. When she was she was at daycare and I was working as a custodian in a middle school, and my wife was an RN. She's an RN, registered nurse. Okay, sure. Um, so at about four months, we decided that it was probably in our family's best interest that one of us stay home. And with her be with me being a custodian, her a little yeah. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the family, Adam. Yeah. Hey, that's that's the topic, family and charity. We're we're okay with that here. Okay. Oh man. Okay. Where was I? Oh, I was a custodian, and she was a registered nurse. So we, she provided more financial um, income to our family than I did. Mm-hmm. So we decided that I would stay home, and. I, as I was staying home, I was taking some college courses um, and online, uh, and not much else other than that. So with a four-month-old and things studying here and there, I found that I had some time on my hands. Okay. And um, what, the, what was it? I built a baby gate. That's what it was. We wanted oh, a baby awesome. gate for our downstairs. <laughs> And so nice. I was kind of looking, and I was actually looking on Etsy, and I saw these really cool wooden baby gates, and they were so expensive. Though. And I thought <laughs> to myself, I, it doesn't really look that hard. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I could get a circular saw or a jigsaw. I knew what these were. I'm sure I could get <laughs> sure. this stuff and do it. <laughs> so, so that's what I did. I built, I built a baby gate. It's like a barn door style baby gate. Oh, cool. Uh, with a circular saw and a jigsaw and oh, I, a brad nailer, screws, very simple, okay. minimal tools. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with, I fell in love with the, the environment and everything. It just was, it was totally my area. Oh, that's and awesome. 
So I started reading uh, articles and going to the library and reading books on woodworking. I watched videos, and it's just everything has spun off from that baby gate. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> and so that's and maybe now you can see why my um my surprise is why you'd want to feature me as your craftsman because I don't I don't consider myself a professional woodworker or anything. Um, mm-hmm. there's I, I I do um really try my best with quality and everything. I'm very very critical about that mm-hmm. and. Uh, but I see all these other guys like don't uh that Todd. Todd what was his last yeah. name? I Clippinger. Clippinger, that's how you say it. I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is amazing work. I'm like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> but but um in my own right, I I have kind of a, a focus of what I do with woodworking and and, uh, and so that's Well I, I think I mean to, to give you some feedback from our end, I mean, you said yourself why we featured you as a craftsman because, you know, you your quality speaks for itself. And, you know, the the, the things that you post online, um, you know, it's, it's easy to see that quality is important to you. And one of the other interesting things about our podcast is I, we have a we have a mix of hobbyist and professional or semi-professional uh, listeners, you know, and, and some listeners who don't do woodworking at all. Um, and so for the featured craftsmen, like we don't just want to concentrate on the, like the hardcore professionals and yeah, we love to feature them from time to time, but we want to show people who do good work and, and most importantly, who we feel are virtuous in the community and who, who, you know, virtue comes through in their work and in their posting and stuff like that. So we've been very impressed with, you know, the, both the quality of your work and just sort of the, the general virtue. And we'll get into that more um, okay. later, but, um, but yeah, so, so, uh, you know, you shouldn't be surprised because, you know, we're, we're very grateful that you accepted our, our invitation uh, to be our featured craftsman and, you know, do the interview with us. So. Um, <laughs> All right. It's a win-win situation. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, so you said your your uh, Etsy business, and, and do you sell other than Etsy, or is that primarily where you sell your work? Um, I have done a craft show, and okay. I really like that environment. So I will we're going to pursue that more. Okay. And I also sell in the a, a coffee shop. I just started doing that uh, at the, in the beginning of December. Nice. And it's, a, it's a Java and Gelato shop, and so I sell. Um, tea candle hold- yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I sell some tea light holders and some crucifixes and, and other smaller things there. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, so what is the story behind Furnished by Frasati? You mentioned it briefly, but I I really want to hear this because it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so where do I start? Uh. Prasadi is my Catholic name. I, well, I became Catholic in 2014. Okay. Welcome. And so my, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. It's that, before, before that, I didn't know anything about Catholicism either. It's, oh, it's okay. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, but um, I really liked Pier Giorgio Prasadi. Uh, do you know anything Excellent. about him? 
Yeah, I um I actually I I should have more of a devotion to him than I do, but um it's it's one of those things where like I've never really taken the time to explore him, but everything that I've ever seen that is written by him or that I've read about his life, I mean it's it is all very inspirational and um my brother is involved with uh, my brother Dan um who's on on Instagram as well. Um He's involved in a ministry at our parish uh, called the, um, well, I can't remember what it's called, actually, at the moment. That's really embarrassing. I should edit this out. But um, <laughs> he's <laughs> um, he, it's basically a, a, a group of um, high school aged uh, young men who are, sure. they're all altar servers and they're um, all just trying to, again, live virtuous lives. And um, one of their patrons is blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati. And um, so actually for Christmas this year, um, I got a print from uh, Lindsay over at Just Love Prints, who also did our graphic design work um, for oh, Arbor Vitae. Okay. She designed our logo um she has uh so that's that's one of her businesses um which is uh juneberry creative but then her other business is she sells on etsy um all these prints that she designs herself and um she had painted this beautiful uh it's like a a mountain overlooking a lake and it's like a watercolor painting that she did and then she allows you to put um she has a couple of quotes over top of that but you can also put uh your own quote over top of that and Very so, cool. um, I, uh, when I saw the picture itself, it looked like Dan. I mean, it, it looked like something that my brother would like. Um, <clears throat> and so I bought that print for him for Christmas and then I made a, a red oak frame, um, to go around it. And I actually ended up doing a Frasati quote in the frame. And so I'm trying to pull it up here because I don't know it off the top of my head. Um, but here it is. So the quote is to live without faith, without a heritage to defend, without battling constantly for truth is not to live, but to get along. We must never, never just get along. Get along. Absolutely. I love <laughs> I'm sure that you're one. familiar with it, but it's one. awesome. And so I thought, yeah, I got to get that for Dan. So if you look on Instagram, <laughs> you'll find it, but enough about me about more about you. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. Okay, so um, I really liked Pierre Giorgio. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was really young, and I thought his humility and just his everything about him was awesome. He was he was young when he died uh, mm-hmm. on his deathbed. Actually, he he gave his sister a vial of medicine to go give to one of these uh, the homeless people that he at a shelter he visited. And he got and he caught polio from the people he was visiting, taking care of. Okay. And on his deathbed, he his last wish was to help them. And so wow. I just thought if there was if there were anyone I could kind of imitate or aspire to be like here on earth, it, it's him. So anyway, I took him and uh and at the same time that I, around the same time that I became Catholic, I started getting into woodworking and um, when we were, when my wife and I were married, our priest, he, when he was giving his homily to us, he, he pulled out this giant crucifix, this like 30 inch crucifix. It's the most beautiful thing. The corpus is 
the most beautiful corpus I've ever seen. Wow. And he gave it to us. Oh, as a, wow. As a gift. Oh, I have to take a picture of this thing and show everyone what. Yeah, um, we'll put it in the show notes. And I also, if you have a picture of the baby gate, I want to put that in too. Oh, okay. All right. I will try to get, I'll try to get a picture of that. <laughs> okay, cool. cool. Um, uh, but so he gave it to us. And like, like, I don't know if it was right then and there, but it was very soon after that I had this pull to build a crucifix and build these things because what I felt when he gave that to us I wanted to pass that on to others it's just it's beautiful (laughs) wow that's awesome and so after that it kind of was just this thought in my head and my wife's cousin asked me to build her at first she thought I built rosaries uh, because okay. she thought I built she thought I built my dreams with rosaries I actually built oh, the beer okay. caddies <laughs> hey both but, are important yeah. for different yeah. reasons <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um, but I told her no, I, no I'm sorry I didn't build rosaries and then she asked me if I could build a crucifix and I thought well I hadn't built a crucifix I've never built a crucifix uh, up until this point, and sure, I'll do it. And nice. so I kind of examined this crucifix that our priest gave us when we were married, and I, I didn't even know how it was built at first. I thought it was just, I didn't know how crosses were built. I didn't know they were half flat joinery. Okay. And so uh, I did it, and then I kind of did a little research, and I found out it was, it was half flat joinery. And so I was kind of intimidated because up until then it was pretty much just like butt joints and, and stuff like that. But uh, sure, sure. I, I took it on and it came out and it came out just just great. I took my time and I felt just I didn't feel rushed with it. It just was it was awesome. It came That's out cool. great and and then I and that was really the the. Oh my that, that's what let me know that this is what I needed to do. I needed to keep building these things. Okay. And so, back to, back to how, how Furnished by Fasadi came. I knew I wanted to sell these and, and, and put them in homes of other people. And I needed a, I needed a good name. And okay. so, I thought, well, I wanted to put my, my Catholic faith and into it because it's kind of what started it or, or had it. A big deal to start with it, mm-hmm. and so I thought of a catchy name. I thought first, my Fasadi was catchy. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and at the time, all, and at the time, I, I I had this big envisionment of I would um, also make a whole bunch of different things, uh, furniture for each room of the house. So, so my name could live up to furnish by Fasadi and nice and. Uh, well, like, let just say, I haven't quite found the time to build tables and chairs and things <laughs> of that nature, but <laughs> it, it, it's down the road, hopefully. Yeah, yep. Yeah. We all we all know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs>
So that's that's great. Um, and to give uh, any of our non-Catholic viewers um, a, a little bit of insight there, um, one of the uh, I, I think other Christian faiths may do this, but it, it, I know it's primarily Catholics. Um, when Catholics are confirmed, we take uh, as our patron saint um, one of the saints of the church that we feel inspires us and that we, um, you know, to have a saint as your patron means that you pray to this saint um, to intercede for you, uh, to pray for you and to um, obtain graces uh, from our Lord um, on your behalf. And so when Joseph mentions that he he took Frasadi when he joined the, the Catholic Church, that's, that's his patron saint. And so um, I figured maybe some people don't understand that whole concept. Sure, but, um, sure. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's awesome. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, that's great that uh, I'm sure he's, he's praying for the success of your woodworking as well. So that's, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so how did the conversation go when you first wanted to start this, um, this shop, this side business? Um, I assume you talked to your wife about it. And uh, how did that conversation go? Yeah, um, it, it was it was good. It wasn't. It was. There was some skepticism skepticism uh, on on both of our parts. Sure. Um, because the the whole reason I wanted to start this was because I feel like it's it's man's. There's like an inert craving for man to provide for his family. And in modern society right now, money is a, a big factor. And so as I was staying at home with our daughter, I wasn't really bringing any income to the family. So mm-hmm. I, I felt like I needed to do something. And I, I, had some stip- I had a stipulation for myself that I needed to be available to my family. I needed to be sure. home. I needed flexible hours. That's so, awesome. Really going out and applying for a part-time, second, third shift job wasn't wasn't uh, an option for me. Okay. So I thought. So I thought to myself, what can I do? And building and selling things was what I came up with. And so I spent my last paycheck uh, from the custodian uh, employment at the middle school on um, on some tools, you know, a table saw and because at this point I had you know researched it all and got kind of a general idea of a wood shop. Uh-huh. And so I did that. And and uh, and so I brought it up to her that what about Etsy? Because I I found the baby gate on Etsy and then I had seen other things um, on Etsy that I thought Hey, this this I have an idea uh, that could be different from this, but you know, provide the community with other options. So sure. for my chalkboards, like my chalkboards, when I yes, yes, when I decided to do those, I had noticed that hardly any chalkboards on Etsy had ledges. I just really? thought that was yeah, there was for none. Like there were some, but not very many at all. Wow, that seems pretty yeah. basic. And so, so I thought, well, I can totally do this, and and so I and, and it, put it a ledge off, on there. Close to God, yeah. That's <laughs> I put great. a ledge on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but 
the big thing, the big skepticism of the, with my wife and I had was that Etsy was such a, a giant market mm-hmm. and that it, it would be kind of hard to get found because it was so big. Sure. And actually, a few years ago, they opened up the market to manufacturers as well. So it was even that much harder to be found. And right. To, you know, somebody who could outsource this material, these things and sell them for dirt cheap versus, you know, handcrafted stuff that, you know, is a bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. But, but other than that, she was completely on board and she supported me all the way. That's awesome. So it was, it was yeah. almost more of a conversation about logistics as opposed to whether or not to start selling things. Exactly. That's cool. And I, I'm sure it made a big difference that, you know, in your situation, uh, you were already committed to being there for your family. And this was something that you're doing in the time that you have left over from that. So it's not, it doesn't seem like it's taking away from your time with your family or doing anything. And it's just something that where you can give back, you know, you can, you can support them in this way. So. Sure. And I'd be lying if I had, if I said that it, it hasn't at times, uh, uh, oh, sure, sure. It, it, it's <laughs> <laughs> it, the, the envisionment has certainly evolved, and it, because at at first I did not expect to do as well as we have. Okay. And and so the the bigger picture has grown, and there have been some times where I need to say, "Hey, check yourself, bud." <laughs> <laughs> but um the beauty of it because I've grown from that too. Sure. Yeah, that's I I think that's a big part of what we want to emphasize with this, you know, this week's sort of um topic of of family and charity is you know, y- you have to it's not just the initial conversation. It's you know, um which hopefully you do have that initial conversation and and your spouse is on board with with your hobby or or you know job or or whatever it is for you but um it's an ongoing thing and you should be cognizant of how your purpose changes how your um your amount of time and and money and resources and all kinds of things uh will change and how that will affect your family so um i think we've all probably had a couple of those moments where it's like, whoa, whoa, pull back and reassess this. And, <laughs> you know, but, uh, so it's good <laughs> so to know that we're not alone in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so how has, as, as you've evolved your, um, you know, since you've la- launched your shop and sort of evolved the way that you're woodworking, um, how has your understanding of the virtue of charity, uh, changed, especially as it pertains to, um, you know, being charitable toward your family in respect to your, your woodworking and your side business? Sure. Uh, well, like I just mentioned that there were, there have been times where I've have had my priorities a little, um, mixed up and, um, over, over the year, it has really taught me what is most important. Okay. And, and so, there have been times where I have shut the shop down because I needed to be, you know, spend time with family. Um, sure. I've, I've taken, I've actually taken our biggest selling chalkboard off the listing right now because 
I just, it's just, I wouldn't have time. I wouldn't have time to honor my processing time to our customers and okay. also be available to family how I want it to be. Sure. And, and so wow. I, I've, that was a hard pill to swallow, but it, it's, it's all about the priorities and what means most, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My family is what means most. Um, with that said, though, I, I, I always try to squeeze in some projects that uh, while I'm working on the orders, I try to squeeze in some projects for my daughters or, or just around the house. It's, I don't have too many things around the house. I, it's funny you guys mentioned <laughs> the, the shoemaker's kids on the last right. episode. <laughs> kind of fun. Yep. I think, I mean, we have one chalkboard hanging up in our house. <laughs> okay. Wow. But, but, uh, but yeah, so that um, time I really enjoy. Right now it's cold out. Okay, sure. When it's in the warmer months, my daughter, every now and then, she'll just like pop out at the door because I keep the door open and she'll okay. pop out on the side of the door and I'll be at the table saw or something and I won't notice her because it's loud and then I'll shut it off and I'll just hear, Daddy! And so <laughs> I, come on. It's, it's so awesome to have her come in and and just not even really do anything, just kind of walk around and, and hey, look what Daddy's doing. <laughs> sure, sure. So, you know, and I just hadn't imagined it being like this uh, when we first started. Mm-hmm. That's cool. D- um, do you ever, now I, I realize, you know, both your daughters are a little young at this mm-hmm. point, but, um, you know, have they shown any interest in what you're doing? Like to the point where you maybe think that they might like to be in the shop with you when they're old enough? Possibly. Um, well, Estelle, she's only five months. So she's oh, right. 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 Yeah. She, well. <laughs> but <laughs> Aurora, she, uh, I think so. Uh, when she's older, I think she would, I mean, I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah she will. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, because she always talks about whenever I tell her I have to go to work, she goes, "Are you going to work in the shop?" Like, yeah, uh-huh. I'm going to work in the shop, and and she wants, sometimes she says she wants to come, and mm-hmm. and so I definitely think she'll, uh, or I hope so. She likes to uh, help me oil cutting boards, oh, and that's, nice. I love making cutting boards for the simple fact that she can help me, and she will get something out of it too because. Let's say you can't really screw up a finish on a cutting board. You just take some. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's completely safe for her, and it's it's just it's fun to get that bonding with her through that. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, I just I look forward to her being older and my other daughter and um, third child, God willing, if that I will what I can teach them later on when they're more capable. Sure. That's awesome. I'm sure they're really going to treasure that too. You know, it's, it's always, I mean, my dad worked with us and, uh, you know, it was, it was more carpentry than woodwork, but my brother and I still, I mean, 
to this day credit him with with our inspiration and it's now come full circle and he's helping us on the bunk bed that we're building for my nieces and so yeah. it's it's kind of cool so it's like we helped him on his projects now he's helping us on our project and we love to get to <laughs> you know work with him in the shop even now so I'm, I'm sure that they'll they'll grow up really appreciating that so that's yeah. awesome how's that coming by the way the bunk beds <clears throat> um not bad not bad at all um we're just about to put the uh, milk paint and then we're doing a, a wipe on poly so we're about to milk paint and poly the um the lower bed the full bed um and we already have the drawers put together and uh it's really nice so hopefully we'll be working on that tomorrow and um if all goes well we may have some pictures to post up on instagram by the end of the day so awesome I'm, yeah. i've been following that it's, it's so fun to watch in the process oh cool yeah yeah i I really like it. Our our nieces are um uh six and well yeah Charlotte turned six so six and almost four the twins are almost four so um so yeah they'll it's I feel really bad it's going so much slower than what I expected because they're they're <laughs> sleeping on mattresses on the floor at the moment so <laughs> oh, really? which they love because they're kids and so sure. you know. I think I would have a bad back if I tried that myself, but um, you know, they're resilient and they like it. So, uh, but even they take an interest and, you know, we'll show them the pictures when we, um, you know, when we get new progress built and, uh, and we'll show them and they're like, Oh, that's our bed. You know, it's, it's really fun. <laughs> so they, they awesome. do enjoy that. Yeah. I, you know, I hadn't thought about it until just now, but maybe we should try to get them over to the shop and see if they want to help with it too. Cause that would be, you know, That's a good idea. help build their own beds. So absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> I'll have to talk to Dan about that. I'm sure we can work something out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are there any other virtues that you um, tend to think about while you're in the shop or, or that you try to live by in your woodworking? Uh, I mean, aside from charity? Um, well, I try to really focus on humility in there. Okay. Uh, that's probably my biggest thing that I, I try to imitate in, or, or want to imitate. And I, I would never want to, um, even though everything's great with sales and all that, and um, things, and I'm sure, like, in my head, I can say to myself that if I wanted to, I could probably do this full time. And, you know, if I put the effort into it, my wife can stay at home, and I can do this full time. And, um, and just everything like that. I, I, I don't want to become cocky and ever sure, about sure. it. Um, so I, I, I really want to keep it low profile for now. And, um, and so, yeah, I just try to remain humble in that and patient. I, I never want to rush anything. I, I did that one time and I said to myself, never again, because <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was standing a frame and I didn't, I, I was kind of rushing it. And when, uh -huh. I, when I put stain on it, it was swirl marks 
and oh. it would be down. Yeah, I just okay. Ah, uh, I was this close to continuing on with it and just saying, "Oh well," but no, I, I took it out, I resanded it, and I did it right, and I slowed okay. down and uh, <laughs> and made it right. So, you know, patience is a is a huge thing too out there. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I think hopefully most of our listeners are uh, practicing the virtue of patience. And <laughs> I think practice is definitely key the key word in that phrase because very few of us are patient naturally you know it's something that oh, we yeah. have to work at and uh especially in woodworking where there can be like there are the phases of the project where you're like making cuts and you're or you're designing and it, it's like you know fast-paced and action-packed but then there's a whole lot of mundane stuff too you know sanding well, exactly. and finishing and even repetitive cuts, I'm sure, you know, with with um, with having products that you sell, there are probably times when you'll make batches of things either to fill orders or to have stock to keep behind. And I'm, I'm sure the the sort of repetitive tasks can kind of get to you as well, or at least they would to me. <laughs> oh, no, they, de- they definitely do. I try actually with chalkboards, I will um, kind of batch out uh, with the crosses, though. I like to keep those fairly um one at a time okay. just so I, just so i can give my you know complete um concentration to those and, and not saying that i don't you know do my best on the, on the uh give my uh undivided attention to each chalkboard but right <laughs> I, I i can set up the machines to to really bash those out and, and that's okay but uh yeah yeah you're right it can get it can get to you because well, well you just you you do one thing over and over again and you start to you start to go over here and think about this well could because you've been doing this for so long and you feel <laughs> and, and then that's when it usually bites bites you and you do something incorrectly <laughs> yep yep um well and another thing that i've noticed is i I'm sure you do this with your chalkboards as well, but it's a little bit easier to see when it's with the crosses and the crucifixes. But um, I've noticed that you pay particular attention to the grain and the way the way the grain is running and then how it interacts, you know, the cross pieces. And, um, you know, I can imagine, at least for me, whenever I make a crucifix, there's a certain devotional aspect to it. You know, it's... it's um, you might be making a batch of them, you know, like a, I think the last time I made them, um, aside from the standing one that I did, which was an experience in and of itself, but the last time I made them, I, I had done a batch of them as Christmas presents. And, you know, you're right, there's, even when you're when you're doing more of them at a time, you kind of want to focus on each one because it's it's kind of a devotion. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not really worthy to be able to make these things, but uh, right. you know, here I am. And uh, this is my task, and so I'm gonna try to, you know, I I pray as I make each one, and it it's you know it's very when when you're pounding the nails into the cross, you know, through the holes in the hands of the corpus, it really makes you think about your own sins and how you know we all need to improve and we all need to to <laughs> be better. And, I'm not. So. <laughs> I won't lie. I did feel. A little awkward doing that in the very first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's there's nothing like it. <laughs> no, certainly not. Well, <laughs> um, is there uh, is there anything? I mean, I 
I hate to cut it short, but is is there anything else that you'd like to um to pitch to our listeners? Do you have a, like a closing message or anything you want to promote or um anything? <laughs> well, um, well, I will tell everyone listening that I, I the thing I'm most passionate about is building the crucifixes and the crosses. Um, if if you're ever in need of one, I am honored. And in, in that, but um, I don't really want to advertise my business or whatnot. Sure. But I do want I do want to let everyone know that if there's something that uh, you want to do or you feel pulled to do, don't let any kind of fear of failure or negativity seep into that. I think that you need to go for it and you know, give it your all. And whether or not you fail or succeed. It's the journey that you have to um, relish in. So go for it. That's awesome. That is that's a a beautiful sentiment. And um, not to not to piggyback on that too much, but our next episode is actually about the woodworker's journey. So that fits <laughs> very well into uh, what we're going to be recording here this next awesome. week. So I can't um, wait to, yeah, it's, can't wait to it's very fortuitous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, awesome. Well, uh, where can people find you? Um, I will ask you to advertise your business one last time and just, just let people <laughs> know where it is in case they want to see it. But uh, where can people find you like social media, your business, Stuff like that. Sure. Um, uh, we're on Facebook. Um, the page is furnished by Pisati. Um, Instagram as well. I spend quite a bit more time on Instagram because I kind of I actually use that for kind of behind the scenes personal life and um, okay. also a lot of what goes into making the product. So you can see my process and everything there. Uh, mm-hmm. That's at, uh, furnished by Pisati and Etsy can be. Um, furnishedbyfersati.etsy.com and that's where you can see our, our products. Right now we're on, uh, we have the shop on hold right now, but um, thinking within the next week or so we will be back up. Okay. Awesome. We'll, we'll, um, yeah. we'll be sure to put uh, all of those links in the show notes. Um, so if you uh, didn't write that down or whatever, you can go to arborvitaepodcast.com and we'll have all of the show notes here. Um, we'll also try to get a picture up of the baby gate and the uh, some crucifixes um, and then uh, maybe even the beer caddy if you have a picture of that lying around. Okay, I might. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so I just, I want to thank you, uh, Joseph. This has been really, really enjoyable and I'm, I'm sure that our listeners will get a lot of, out of it as well. So thank you for... Um, <laughs> being willing to uh, share, uh, really share your family with us and your business and and your story. And um, I think it's going to be really inspirational to hobbyists and professionals or semi-professionals alike. So we really appreciate it. Yeah, I certainly hope so. I I appreciate you having me on here. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's our pleasure. Our pleasure. Um, So that about wraps it up. Uh, We want to thank all of you for listening. And uh, as I mentioned before, it's December 29th as we're recording this. So We are still in the Christmas season, so we'd like to wish you a very Merry Christmas to you and your families, and a happy and blessed 2017. Happy New Year. And uh, we will hope to uh, be able to talk to you again soon with our Episode 7, which will be coming up. And again, the theme for that is The Woodworker's Journey and Faith. So we want to thank you for listening, and as always, stay virtuous.